Episode 4 of the BVB Show down in the UCM DMP labs here on The Beat and also on Spotify under the BVB Show. I'm excited about this week. we got a special guest, Seth Kanegi, one of my good bestest buddies, here to talk about Big Town versus Little Town, pros and cons of playing multiple sports in high school or middle school, and then we're going to give that teaser of Episode 3 for those of you that are following along and kind of go into that right after this intro. Let's kick it. Welcome back to the BVB Show, episode four, down here in the UCM Labs, under the beat and streaming on the beat and on Spotify. Here with Seth Kanegi. Seth, how's it going? Pretty good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's exciting stuff being down here in the labs with you. And, uh, you know, we're, we're getting here early, got our coffee in us, good workout this morning, and uh, we're ready to rock. Juices are flowing. Yeah, I wish I wish I liked coffee, and maybe I just need to mature a little bit, yeah. but... No, that's okay. Maybe one day I'll get there. I feel no. like it's an acquired taste. It's an acquired taste. Yes, it is. And uh, I didn't used to be a coffee drinker. I used to be a, well, I am still, but in the morning, there was no better taste to me, in my opinion, than Spark. Spark. Iced Spark in the morning. Advocare. Yeah, it was good. But now I've kind of transferred into the old 70s and uh, like I'm a 70 year old man and drinking coffee. But uh, Yeah, I need, I need to get there. I need to get on your level. No, you, you're okay. You don't need that. You got natural energy rolling. That's I okay. wish I did. I wish that were true. Okay. Well. It looks like you have natural energy. <laughs> Anyways, I would like to talk to you about, and for the students that are listening or anybody that knows a little bit about UCM, I didn't know this until you entered the investment fund. I want you to tell them what you're doing. Yeah, so um, I'm a finance major here at UCM. Um, luckily, I was, um, I was accepted into being a part of the Student Managed Investment Fund, which is it's a class, but it's also kind of run like a business in a way. Um, Dr. Sison is our, our professor for that. Um, but we do have like a student CEO. Uh, we've got a portfolio manager. Um, both are students. I, th- I want to say they're paid positions too, but I'm not sure. I'm just a bottom tier, like financial analyst. Janitor. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Not, nothing against janitors. Just a, There's just nothing, a fly on the wall. Yeah. I didn't mean to throw janitors under the bus. They're valuable. Very valuable. Yeah, but people. you're, you know, foot in the door kind of guy. Right. So interning this fund, this fund is, um, it's run like a business, kind of like I said. It's like uh, we have specific holdings of investments, like stocks. Um, and I want to say, I don't know what it is right now. I haven't looked today. But uh, we've been up to $1.1 million in, in the fund. Wow. Was that when Trump was in office or what? No, I mean. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I mean, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so we just kind of. Um, all students in the fund are kind of in charge of specific stocks in the fund and knowing what's going on with that company. And we give a report on it every week. To um, Who do you report to? Well, I guess it would be to the rest of the class because I don't know what's going on with this certain stock that, you know, my buddy Zach might have right. and be in charge of. Right. Um, so let me get this straight. You're investing the school's actual money. Yeah. So we've got... Whew. Yeah, it is. It's kind of you it's know, kind of high pressure. For those of you that, that don't know Seth like I know Seth, that makes me so, you know, not nervous. I'm not nervous at all about that. Yeah, I think it's great. I, think it's great. I mean, yes. I mean, with my own personal funds, I should probably take in some uh, some lessons that we learn in the yeah. investment fund. Yeah. Or you could be like... Like uh, Nancy Pelosi or, or someone like I that. Mean, kinda I mean, yeah, I think it would be. Yeah, I think it would be smart to just kind of track what she does. Track and what then, she does. And yeah. then maybe find a high return kind of High return. Like and then just somehow roll out a million a month or, or a million every three months. And right, right. And it's, but it's but it's a smart investment on her part, though, right? Or, or like her husband has, you know, he's making yeah. a lot of money on 
he's making a lot of return on these stock picks. Like he's yeah. just a genius. Well, so. yeah, no, but he he can read the market though. That's what. Yeah, it is. yeah, I guess that's, that's true. That's what it is. He's part of the fund. Yeah, no, but he is the stock market. <laughs> that's so that's right. He is Wall Street. That's and right. So now, therefore, Nancy is Wall Street. Right. Anyways, I don't want to dive dissect. Don't first. need to go down that rabbit. Yeah, hole. Yeah, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but we will at some point. Yeah. No. So the fund. I mean, it's like I said, it's run like a business. It's um. It is a class as well, um, and it's just it's really interesting just because it, I like it just for the sole fact that it kind of keeps me up to date on what's going on in the world because in order to know like what's going to happen with like the stock markets and stuff like that, it's important to know what's going on in the world because it can fluctuate so much. And so um, I, I really enjoy just kind of knowing what's going on because I've never really kind of paid attention to world news or united states news or anything right. like that and so now that i i'm listening and i kind of am involved in that stuff it's 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 pretty cool so for the listeners out there that want to be in this this is a class right? right it's not like a club how do you get qualified to say like i don't want to just take any joe schmo off the street and say hey go research this company invest the school's money how do you get to that level right so i had actually heard about it from um a kid in one of my earlier finances uh finance classes but uh I want to say all of the kids in the fund are either economic majors or finance majors. I don't okay. I don't know if we have anything outside of that. Um, and really, you just have to talk to your advisor about it. And then I think you have to have, I'm sure there's a GPA requirement and um, stuff like that. That's good. You don't want, you know, you don't want somebody. Right. Like all, they, that's, you know. Right. I mean, it's cool. I really do enjoy it. It's probably the class that I've learned the most in and I've only been I in bet. it for like a month and a half. And it's high pressure. You have to be locked in. You I mean, can't just roll into class out of bed and, and not have your morning coffee or spark. Right. right? Yeah. You know, you gotta, my, can't have my morning pre-workout or yeah, anything like right. that. Yeah, right. You gotta be tingling yeah. in class. You gotta yeah. be locked. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's paying attention to um, everything that's going on in the world and kind of basing that off of what you think is going to happen. It's, it's all prediction, really. I mean, yeah. nobody knows unless nobody you're knows. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, but. right, right. We don't want to throw her under the bus and assume anything. We, we don't personally know her. Yeah, I can't assume anything. Yeah, here. we can't assume anything. Right. Right. You know, when, when you're talking about this in the investment fund, I am immediately imagining Wolf of Wall Street and Jordan Belford's first day on the clock you got all those people in there. You have all the clocks and they're stock <laughs> trading. That's how I imagine your investment fund at UCM. And when Matthew McConaughey goes, and three, two, one, let's rock. And he goes. You sound like McConaughey a little bit. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it is It is not like that at all. <laughs> it's not. It's no. pretty low key. It is very, it's very it chill. It's not like we're just like trading all these stocks and making a bunch of transactions. It's, um, it's a vote. You vote as a class on whether or not you should buy this stock, whether or not you should okay, sell so this like stock. it's like a team effort. You're not like one right. guy like, all right, I think right. we're going to go in with Nike this week. No, it's just like this person presents this stock, pitches this stock, and writes a full report on it um, and See, presents this report to the class, to Dr. Saying Sysel. why you should sell, why you should buy. Why you should buy, hold. why you should sell it, why you should, yeah, not do anything with it, um, and this then is, we have a vote. This might be the most valuable thing in terms of a finance resume you can have. If, I agree. If you're going into that. I mean, it's like, it, I'm sure it looks great on a resume and I've, I've got to work on that, on putting it down, making it look right on my resume. Uh, but yeah, I think it's um, very valuable to have because I think a lot of companies that are looking to hire people are looking for some like work experience. And while I'm not getting paid or anything like that, right. this is a lot like how a company would run. Right. So, so. yeah, student, that's a great resume. Student athlete and investment fund. Right. And crypto guru. I so wouldn't. It's perfect. I need but to. You're in a, you're in a I am in class. crypto He's class. In a crypto class. Now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Kind of learning how that just throwing world NFTs works. out there. Yeah, that's kind of just learning how all of that stuff works. Yeah. It's, it's pretty confusing. mind blowing. It's confusing, but also too when you roll on social media and you see somebody like, oh yeah, I just made, you know, five hundred k last week off of this NFT. I just put a picture out there and somebody bought it for. You know, in my brain, that doesn't make any sense. Isn't that crazy? Why somebody would just go, hey, yeah, let me just buy a photo from you when I can just screenshot like, it. Yeah, I screenshot it, set it as my wallpaper, in and my I've wall got the same thing you have. Yeah, the same photo, but somebody paid $500,000 for it. Right. It doesn't make any sense. There's no supply and demand, but there is, though. There's something there. Because people are making money. I know, and it's feel, I feel like it's like for like the 
uber wealthy people yeah. all seem to be in on it and, and like all of us like average joe's just trying to are like trying to understand what it is and that's when you get scammed yeah that's well like yeah like you see like jake paul and those guys they were like all about these nfts and i'm like okay like i feel like i'm smarter than that right, guy right. but then again he's got resources that right you know what i'd have. like to see i'd like to see you know i'd like you know speaking to jake paul J- logan paul jake paul you know, pretty successful. I like their story, kind of how they, you know, have, you know, self promoter. I'd like to see them get in a freaking octagon with McGregor and get just rocked. I like to see McGregor just say, "Anybody out there wants me?" and he just rock. That was a really bad accent. It was. That was. That was. <laughs> um, you don't like the Paul brothers? No, I don't. Uh-huh. I think they're too full of themselves. They're all about let's how much money I can make, and they run their mouth. And in Money Mayweather in that fight, yeah, he fight. Fuck Jake, right? Yeah, Jake Paul. Yeah. He carried him. You could see, you could see in one of the moments, and it was like the seventh round. It was it was Money Mayweather had a one two punch on him, and Jake Paul went in and hugged him, and he held him up instead of letting him drop because of the money involved. I think they had an agreement of it's an exhibition. I don't like that at all. I think I think that they had to do something with boxing because I felt like boxing was kind of going downhill a little bit, like yeah. not as popular as I mean, it once I guess was. And so it back. I feel like Jake Paul, like kind of like running his mouth and doing all that yeah. is like, we got too many people doing that now. You got, you got yeah. Adrian Peterson and, fighting somebody in a, uh, who was that Adrian Peterson? And, uh, it wasn't LaShawn McCoy. Was it? No, it was, uh, uh Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson. Yeah, that's yeah. perfect. Though. I think Le'Veon Bell, like, Laid him out, didn't he? Yeah, Le'Veon Bell knocked out Adrian Peterson. You know what? That's perfect, though. That's so smart for those guys to go, you know, 12 years in the league, NFL, getting your head beat in, and then go right into boxing, get your head beat in even more. I feel like that's just, like, stuff we talk about in the living room whenever we're, like, watching football. It's like, you know what? I want to see J.J. Watt versus T.J. Watt. No, and, okay. like, more than likely that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? That like, would be good for the sport. It's like, yeah, let's have Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson yes. fight each other. Yes, just get Dana White behind something. Yeah, I mean, that's what a great idea. But also, I would like to see somebody like Mike Tyson, who isn't going to run his mouth, who's just an absolute beast out there and can just ramshackle somebody <laughs> and go, yeah, I used it. Yeah, ramshackle. <laughs> ramshackle. And, and just say, hey, anybody that wants to fight me, let's go. And he's actually a good boxer. He's not just for show. Yeah, but then he could, like, kill somebody. Yeah, well, that's... Like, that like is, you put him you know. up against Le'Veon Bell, who's never... Yeah, well, never he's not f- going to go against Le'Veon Bell, but I'm saying other fighters, like Jake Paul, like, if you actually think... Like, he actually thinks he's a good fighter. Yeah. He actually said it. He said it. He said, I'm a good boxer, which he didn't do bad. But, I mean, I'd like to see him go up against... A great boxer. Well, he's facing Adrian. Uh, what is it, Anderson Silva now? Yeah. Well, I think he was a UFC guy though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, there's too many guys running their mouths out there that aren't good at what they're doing necessarily. And yeah. I, I'm not going to say that I'm going to go in there because I don't think I'd stand a chance. I don't want to get my head beat in for yeah. a living. It's I feel not like really entertaining to me. Yeah. I feel like we should have like a boxing ring in the locker room oh we should you know like you got beef with a guy and yeah you just call kinda, him out like like train, no yeah just train like, for a month right build it up yeah mm. and just kind of five dollar entry yeah put on a show yeah that would be i think that'd be a great fundraiser that would be a great so maybe, fundraiser maybe we could think about that right. and talk with right you can just say oh you got beef with somebody all right advertise it around warrensburg Friday. Mules baseball friday night guy takes on starting right fielder yeah in boxing match in center field yeah like, I think that's so good for the program. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and word on the street says the right fielder talked to his girlfriend or yeah, something right, like right. that. Stir up and something just, random. Oh, yeah. Just something. Ruin some guy's reputation right. just because. <laughs> just for just a to, show. But it's good advertisement. Yeah. It's good money for the program. Yeah. That's yeah. all, you know, that's all it is. Well, and since, you know, student athletes, you can't get a cut of it. So it's just like you yeah, just exactly. get your face beat in for no reason. Yeah. Well, that's the best part because it teaches adversity. Yeah. You know, adversity. like you just roll through it. Like just how it's not about how hard you hit. The hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. All right, Rocky Balboa. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna get we're gonna talk a little bit more about that right after this quick commercial break. We will be right back. From court to court and lane to lane under the lights or under the sun. No one delivers Division II sports like NCAA.com. The center of D2 is inside the NCAA.com hub with exclusive highlights of every sport and live broadcasts of every Division II championship found nowhere else. Make NCAA.com yours. The home of Division II college sports. 
All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the BVB Show here in the UCM Labs. Here with Seth Kanegi and streamed on The Beat and also on Spotify, but streamed on The Beat Monday nights at 6 o'clock. Tune in to listen to this episode number four. So we got we started talking about investment funds, and we went to boxing, and then we went to getting your face beat in, and then we went to Adrian Peterson. So now we're going to shift to the advantages and pros and cons of growing up in a big town, small like big town, big school, big city versus a small town, small school, small high school. More so high school effect, you know, like where you're you're brought up. Because I want to talk about this. There, there isn't, there aren't any studies out there showing like what kind of, not to say like what kind of person you're going to be, because everybody's groomed differently and grows differently into who they want to be when they're older, right? You have your own choice at some point, but. In terms of being a high school kid and making mistakes or learning friendships and learning the values and morals, what do you think, Seth? Because I know you, you tell them where you grew up first. So I'm from uh, Gower, Missouri. How many people were in your graduating class? Uh, 60 to 70, I want to say. I, I want to say 60. 69, right? Yeah, right around that number. Yeah. Um, good number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... I would say, yeah, I would say I think we were right at 60. And the cool part about all of us was that out of the 60 kids, it was, um, I think, like 50 of us were, like, K through 12, like, kindergarten through senior year, like, right. grew up together. Right. Which I think is really cool. But, um, yeah, Cowtown, USA, really. Um, it's up by St. Joseph, for those that don't know. Um, I don't know. I really enjoyed growing up in a small town. I think... It's kind of like made me who I am today. Right. Um, Why? Why do you say that? Well, I feel like it's like the whole like I don't know how that saying goes, but like it takes a village or whatever. It uh, takes a village to raise a kid. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's so true in a small town because instead of it's just like you and your family versus it, yeah, like I mean it's I feel like in a big big city like a big town or something like that, it's kind of just you and your family. And you might have some relatives or something and right, some friends. But, right. like, I've got, like, growing up, I had, like, people all over the town. That knew you. That knew what I was doing and making sure I was doing See, it See, some right. people don't like that. Uh, yeah. Some people would say right now, they jump in. People that are listening right now would cringe. Some people are cringing, like, I don't want people knowing what I'm doing right. in my business. Because it's like that small that town. Is, Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, that is a big that is that can be a big con right. of being growing up in a small I'd say town. that's that's one of the cons. Yeah, because everybody's in your business and they know what right. you're doing, what you're up to and like that's not I mean I think there's it's good to have some privacy in that in that regard, but um I also like the fact that I can go fill, like literally I was I think I was home two weekends ago mm-hmm. and I went to the gas station. And we only have one gas station in Gower. Only one, one yeah. singular gas one station. Singular, don't you have like one? Pumps. Don't you have one cop too at night? Yeah, we got one. We have we have one police officer on duty at night. Uh, or yeah, total, total. Like, so what happens if there's a mass like a like something happens? Something so bad. like something happens, like say you he you see him, he just caught somebody speeding. Yeah. Well, like I mean, he's, this sounds bad to say, but like he he's occupied so i can just take off like speed right the other but, way. but you're not incriminating yourself you're, you're no saying i if, mean i would never do that somebody were to do that y- yeah right like right. you're you'd be fine yeah exactly uh, okay so you're saying like let's say you're late for practice and you're yeah. on your way and, and you i just saw over, he pulled over and you see, joey and i'm like okay yeah, well you see bob the police officer pulling yeah. over joey his name's adam adam yeah He's i the same think guy. I, if he's if he's still there we had adam Probably good guy. we had like three i think there were three officers and they just Adam, I think there's, uh, I know Chief Joe. Shout out. He was, yeah, shout out Chief Joe. Uh, he was, he was my neighbor growing up. So, um, no, but yeah, you, you see, he pulled somebody else over. You can just like, you're late to practice. You can just Just punch it. Hammer that, that long skinny pedal on the right. Don't even worry about that break. That's, we're not condoning that though on the BVB show. We do not support speeding. Drive the speed limit. Do not support reckless driving. Drive the speed limit. A five, you're fine. Yeah. 10 your mind is that how it goes yeah. yeah and then 15 you're you're done yeah no so how what i was saying is like i went to the gas station like two weeks ago and um i was just filling my truck up and i want to say it i was there for maybe like 40 minutes because you know like i see 
this mm, guy. I see talking. this guy. I saw one of my old football coaches. Um, I saw a teacher. Um, I saw one of my buddies from high school. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I like that because you're always going to see somebody you know, and it's always like, hey, oh, hey, man, like, what are you up to kind of stuff, and I, I like that. But um, it's also like, yeah, everybody knows your business, especially like right. growing up, like in high school and stuff right. like that. You I think that holds you accountable a little bit, though. Yeah, like like if you're like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off and do something stupid as right. a high school kid because you know you make your decision making part of your brain in the front mm-hmm. isn't developed. I think until you're 24, <laughs> isn't fully developed. That they've done studies, and that's why most high school we're gonna make excuses for ourselves. Right. Most high school and college kids decision making isn't developed till they're twenty four years old because that's the part of your brain in the front. Yeah. So that's why. But that would hold you accountable because you're like, all right, if I go and do something stupid, I the mean, whole town knows. Yeah, well which I is mean, a huge con but also a pro. Right. Well I I remember I uh like there'd be sometimes I get home from like school or practice or like you know, I don't know going out with my friends and stuff like that and I'd get home and my parents already knew what like like what I was up to see that's a that's a high school kids nightmare for yeah. some people have you ever seen Friday Night Lights yeah a little bit of it not a lot like there's I, a movie in the bad. TV show I feel bad I, I need to watch it um I feel like my hometown is a lot like that not really? so much like that's the drama cool. that's cool I wouldn't say like the drama but as far as like the community the support. Football, the Friday the football. night games. Yeah, yeah. Like, That's probably the best part. Yeah, I mean, I remember, uh, and it still is like this today. Um, we only, we have one grocery store. Like I said, we have one gas station. We have a Dollar General. That was that was a big uh, Dollar upgrade. General. Yeah, we got a Dollar General. Yeah. Um, that's, that's huge. But, and like all the small businesses and stuff like that, like yeah. the mechanic shop, like all that stuff, it's all closed on a Friday night in the fall. And they just, like it's closed from like 7 to, you know, 10 o'clock. Because there's a football game going on. And, like, everybody, the whole town is there. And they're just locked in. Yeah, I mean, it's the, like, your town's only as good as your football team, if you ask right, me. In small right. town, Missouri. But, like, you, like, everything's closed what down. What was your mascot name? We're Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yeah. Country. Let's ride. Yeah, let's ride. Let's ride. That's huge. Yeah. Um, but, like, and I like the fact that, you know, small businesses in, in Gower are, like, really well supported, too. Um, yeah. Because everybody, it's like. Your buddy from church. So you kind of feel just, like you're like at the NFL college football type feel. Like everybody knows you. You do well in the football field. It's like you go to the gas station the next day. It's like, hey Tommy, nice, nice. Yeah, there's actually pass. there's actually a like a group of older men. I I don't know if they still hang out at the gas station, yeah. but there's like these like booze in the back corner of the gas station. And every Saturday morning, they there's like there's like ten of them, and there's like these like all these like old farmers and stuff like that, and they all go there and they just like kind of like chop it up and talk about. And, but a lot of the time, game. it's like about football and stuff like that. And I mean, they'll let you hear it. Like if you like dropped a pass or something Good like Lord. that, they're so it's like, like the media of the town. <laughs> I, I guess you it could is say like that. the media if you run into them. Yeah, that's I I love that. Love yeah. that. And I think everybody should grow up that way as far as like like uh, kind of knowing who who that person is who their parents are, like, what they're up to. I Like, not so much as being right. in their business, but, right. like, I mean, there was never, like, I never walked down the hallways and was like, I don't know who that is. Like, right. I knew you know who everybody. you are. Like, I know who you are, and, like, I don't know. I I thought it was kind of the way we were supposed to supposed to live. Yeah, you don't know me. anything else. And you're from a small town, aren't you? Kind of. Not, well, it is, but not as small as yours. How so many my, kids you graduated 172. Yeah, that's my, Which school, is though. still small. That is small, though. It's small. Yeah. For the St. Louis area, it's small because it's a suburb of St. Louis, Columbia, Illinois. Shout out to Columbia. Shout out, shout out, shout out, shout out. And uh, um, but it was kind of the same feel, but not as small as yours. Like we didn't have one cop on duty. Yeah, I mean it's still still there. I say it like it's past tense. The town's still there, but like it it wasn't the same as is what yours is. Yours is that's why I wanted to talk to you about it because it's like it's ultra small town, kind of the same vibe as like a like Lightning McQueen. That's what I'm picturing. Oh, like Radiator, Radiator Springs. Springs. Yeah. Like going down, down. They got one cop, one sh- one sheriff. You got tow mater. But yeah, I don't think, I think that's a little. Gower. A lot of tow maters. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Love yeah. that. All right. Just a bunch of good old boys. So right after this quick commercial break, we're going to go into the relation to small town, big town, big school, small school, and the advantage of playing multiple sports when you're growing up versus playing one sport 
and we're going to see why there are big advantages to both of those and big disadvantages to both of those right after this quick commercial break. Did you know that when you shop at a local business, you can create jobs, stimulate the local economy, and reduce your carbon footprint? 90% of net new jobs are created by small businesses, which makes them the largest employer nationally. And for every $100 spent at a local shop, 68 of those come back into the community because small businesses buy from more small businesses. Because of this, habitat loss and pollution caused by transportation has decreased by 26%. To learn more about the benefits of supporting small businesses in your community, visit one in your area today. This message brought to you by your friends in UCM Digital Media Production. Welcome back to the BVB Show here in the UCM Labs, streaming on The Beat and also on Spotify under The BVB Show. We're on episode number four with Seth Kanegi. We just got done talking about his small town in Gower, Missouri, and we are going to dive into what it's like to play multiple sports growing up versus what it's like to specialize in a single sport and the pros you can have with both of those and a little bit of the cons too. So first, I want to tell my story a little bit. Yeah, let's hear it. I'm kind of similar as you, but I didn't play football. So you played three sports. Yeah. And my story is that I played baseball, basketball, soccer my whole life, all the way up till senior year of high school. And it worked out great. And this is kind of relation to the small town because I didn't realize this in the moment, but like, you know, I was okay at basketball and soccer. I was okay. Like I just was an athletic person out there. Um, but I think if I would have gone to a bigger school, like a massive school, the amount of time that I put in for baseball, I don't know if I would have been like the starter right. on the, I don't know yet. I mean, maybe I could have adapted, you know, whatever, but anybody can adapt and grow and, and want to be better because it's like a, a small fish in a big pond. You have to get bigger if you want to survive. I think you would have been just fine at baseball. Yeah. I I'm, mean, well, I'm saying, I'm saying soccer and basketball, okay, okay. like the other sports. Right. Like if if I because I didn't put as much time into those because it's hard to do a lot of time in all of right. them. Everybody has that one sport. They're like, all right, that's that's my sport, you know. And it takes a pretty rare talent to just roll in. I had a friend, shout out to Jordan Holmes, guy in my high school who was just it kind of you know it kind of annoyed me how good he was at all the sports. And so his freshman year, he specialized in a little bit of basketball. He went to basketball and he's like, hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna play select basketball. And he still played football, so he didn't. He played freshman year baseball, and then stopped playing sophomore junior year baseball. And then his senior year, he said, "All right, I'm committed to." The funny part is, he wanted to do basketball, and he said, "All right, I'm gonna. I'm so good at football naturally that I'm gonna commit to University of Illinois and be the wow. starting punt returner and wide receiver as a walk-on freshman at the University of Illinois in the Big Ten. And then he said, you know what, my senior year, let's just play baseball, hang out with my buddies, let's have fun. And I remember, Jordan, if you're listening, I remember this. We're hitting in the cages. This is like beginning of the year. He decides he's, all right, let's play. Let's see if I can swing a bat again. And he's missing everything, like rolling over. He's like struggling for advice. And also it took him like two weeks, and he was the best hitter on our team, led in every single statistical category. (laughs) And I'm out here grinding for however many years trying to be good at this sport and he comes in after not playing for three years and jumps right in and is like, all right, here's how it goes, guys. This is how it's done. And I was like, you know what? As a good friend, I'm happy for you, but good Lord. Like, I mean, that's just frustrating. It is, but it's awesome. It's yeah, awesome at the same like, time. Good, good for you, Jordan. It was great because he'd be in outfield with me too, and, yeah. and it, was, it was fun. Just a supreme athlete. Supreme athlete. And then walked on Illinois and was playing against Iowa and Big Ten. Good for him. College game day. Wow. Pretty cool. That is, that's but, great. That's kind of the same topic is in that small town, you have that choice. Now, we have a team, or we have a teammate named Harrison Babbitt on our team. Yes. Do you remember what he told you, his story? Well, he was saying, I think if, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was, he's from Lake Travis. Lake Travis High School. School. Down in Texas, Texas, yeah. Huge high school. Massive. Baker Mayfield went there. Right. And he was talking about how he was on his baseball, and he is a dude, and he's a, he's a great pitcher on our staff. Yes. And he's one of our guys. Um. But he was talking about how in high school he was like the only Division II baseball player on his team or something like that. Everybody either got drafted or went to like a Power Five Division yeah. One school, yeah. Yeah. which is absolutely insane. 
Because like, yeah. I mean, in my town, I think we had we've had like one Division One athlete in like and, the last ten years. Yeah, and you go Division Two, it's like let's go, let's ride. Yeah, I like, didn't even go Division Two. You sorry, sorry, yes, junior college, yeah. and then it's like yeah. you're you're going. Like, yeah, this is good. Like you are top dog. Right, and but then at, if I went to Lake Travis, I'd be like, well, you'd be just fine. I don't know, but you'd be kind of like Babbitt, I think, like in in that. Well, way. I would have had to specialize in yeah. in a sport because I think I think he was. I, what I was getting at there too is is what he, he was forced to specialize. I think they told him you can't play basketball, even though he's I don't think six six five, yeah six well, five four. Yeah. Anyways, but they told him you can't play. You can only play baseball. Right. But it's it's kind of interesting too. That's the big school grow up. It's like yeah. you're gonna play one sport and that's your sport. Yeah, and you better be good at and it. You better or else be good at it. You're, or you're not done. gonna play at all. Yeah. You better love it. Or you're right. not going to play, and right. and I think that kids, in my opinion, I would get burned out as a high school kid. Oh, absolutely! I would get so burnt out so quick. Yeah, just I, saying, just play one sport and growing up. Yeah, and I, I would I would be the same way too. Just because, and honestly, if I had to specialize in a sport, I don't even know if what if I would have done baseball because at the like in high school and stuff like that, I would say baseball really wasn't my sport. Yeah, like, what was it? What would you say would be? It was football. football. Like I was, be- I felt like I was better at football than I was baseball. But at the same time, we have pulled up some of your highlights before. It's pretty, I, pretty cool. That, I don't know. You're about embarrassed that. of that, but I love it. It's hilarious. Um, See, little 115 pounds set. Yeah, Nikki. no kidding. Running, That's what I'm saying. It's like if I went to six one sixties. If if I would have played football at a big school, like. I would have been like snapped in half, <laughs> like and so I would have had to play baseball. Yeah. But um, yeah, I would say that I'm glad that I mean, obviously, like I said earlier, I'm glad I grew up in a small town. But the main reason is probably because I was able to compete in three sports. Right, it's Whereas fun. Whereas in a at a big school, if I went to like, um, like you had Cole on the show, yeah, um, last week I think, and he went to Mill Valley, I yeah. think, yeah. which is like a big high school and. Like if I went to Mill Valley, there's no way I'm playing football on that team yeah. or basketball, yeah. I, and may, maybe not even baseball at that time. <laughs> no, but, give yourself some credit. But the uh, that's what I mean. Growing up in a small town, you're able to do that. You're, I mean, if you're a good enough athlete, you can kind of do whatever. And really, you don't even have to be that yeah. good of an and, athlete. And when the season ends, the fall season football, it's like, oh, we lost or we yeah. won. You won yeah. the state championship. You lost, and then you're like, oh, season's over. If you're just a football guy, you wait till the next year. Yeah. But if you're a basketball guy, you're like, all right, let's roll right in. Let's keep yep. competing. That's the best part about being young is, is competition is crucial. Learning how to compete at different sports, learning how to work with teammates, work with – and that those are big, big advancements for you in your life. And that's some things that you can have in a small school that you can't have in a big school. It's like, all right, let's ride. Yeah. Let's go to play football and baseball and basketball and soccer, whatever. Yeah. Well, and I think that also – the only thing about, or the I think the big advantage that big schools have is that the competition level is obviously higher because there's yeah. better athletes, better players, um, and so, like I think the fastest pitcher we ever faced in high school was like yeah. through like eighty six, yeah, and that was just absolute gas like, cheese. Yeah, you like he was untouchable. Good luck. Yeah, and, <laughs> he was uh, like, okay, we're facing this guy tonight. Yeah, Come and it's the funny guys. thing it was like he wasn't any Division one. Arm. He, he was committed hard. to a community college. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and so I think if you can compete at the big high school level and be like one of the great players right. at that level, you right. have more of an opportunity to go to a better school. I was going to say school. too that's that's a big pro because yeah. if let's say let's say you are a basketball guy and you're elite, you're big, you're you're a guard at six five. You're like, all right, this is my sport. Then I say, let's go. If that's your sport, that's your passion, you're okay with that offseason. You're still competing. Right. The only thing I'd say is is overuse injuries at a young age is the, is the thing for that. But I think if you're smart about it and you're passionate about your sport, you would give yourself a pretty good chance at making it, a better chance at making it to the next level. Because not everybody has that ability to just jump in and go sport, 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 and then go to the collegiate level yeah. at whatever. Yeah, and, and I, th- I think that, like being small or like going to a smaller town, being able to play all of those sports. Um, I think that can also help you though, in a way of recruiting wise, just because, and I don't want to quote anybody here because I know it's not word for word or anything, but I remember talking to coach Crooks Mm -hmm. um, and I remember him saying like, 
like I asked him, I was like, what, how do you feel about a guy if you're recruiting a guy and he played two or three sports in high school versus a guy that played just baseball? Mm-hmm. And he was saying like, he almost wants to see a guy that played. Multiple I feel like sports. a lot of coaches. Do. Yeah, because he's still raw in the right. sport. Like he's still raw. Right, in you baseball. can mold him. Yeah, and so like it's like okay, he hasn't been able to give his full focus to baseball yet, and he's right. he's he's a good enough he's good enough to play. Right. You know, at UCM, get recruited and play here. Um, so the sky's really the limit in that point because then it's like, okay, now all he's focusing is on, is on baseball. Yeah. And now he can really see where yeah, he's going to go. Exactly. With it. So exactly. I think there is some, I don't know, some slight advantage in that, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. The good part is though, you get a guy that, that's just baseball or just basketball, just football, and he's a dog. It doesn't matter. Right. He's going to be able to compete because if because obviously if you were if you if you mold yourself and work hard enough at one and you have that God given ability and you put in the work at that one sport and you love it, good for you because right. not everybody can do that. Everybody's different too. I think it's understanding of what kind of person you are. Like, can you play that same sport from middle school to the end of your high school career and see where it takes you from there if you want to go to the next level or do you need a little bit of variety because some people are different some people are passionate about one thing some people like change i think that's a good part is is adapting to find out what kind of person you are yeah do you think soccer helped your baseball i think i think it was yes my dad never let me play soccer yeah my mom so my mom played soccer at truman state in in college and so from a young age she was my coach for my sister and i keeler and um and it was like this is what sport you're playing right and i remember our high school football coach actually was one of my my younger brother's friends twin brothers who are twins too just like me had a high school or their dad was the football coach and he would always try to get me to play yeah. football and my mom I could tell was secretly like you know scared of concussion and yeah. all that but she wanted me to play soccer and I enjoyed playing soccer one yeah. of my best friends or my best friend Sam was on the team and it was, it was like all right we're we're this is the sport I like to play and, and it helped me endurance wise because when soccer was over that is the top shape I've ever been in oh I'm sure season's over and all of a sudden you go to the basketball court and and it's like I could run for this is this is nothing. Well, yeah. it's not nothing. <laughs> it was still conditioning was conditioning. But like you were like, all right, I could run and play out all the. Whole, I could start the games right now. I don't need conditioning. We could go and I could play the full length of the game because yeah. of soccer. Yeah, and uh, just watching a lot of us go to the Jenny soccer games, and I just watched like the girls and how much they run, and That's I insane. would die. Yeah. I would actually like I yeah. would keel over and I would See, be thinking on about my it hands now. And I'm the same way. It's like dang. I would I would be just gasping for air. Yeah. So. See, that's the best part about soccer compared to baseball. It's like baseball is is so mentally excruciating if you let it get there. Yeah. If you let it get there, you don't have to let it get there. That's the battle in your mind of, of let, being tough. But soccer is like, all right, you lose the ball. You have a chance right then and there to go get it and, and take it back and, and swing the momentum back to your side. Yeah. Baseball, you strike out and you think about it for the next 20, 30 minutes yeah, at your position. Before you're up again, so, so that's the battle is the time between at bats is right. resetting. But soccer or basketball or football, you kind of have time. You're like, all right, I can I can make up for this mistake right now, right, right then and there. Right. So I think that's that's good. Right after this at this break, we're gonna go one more topic, and it's gonna be if you could be the best at your sport, the best ever, the goat, the Tom Brady, the LeBron, the sorry, not the LeBron, the Michael Jordans of oh, your sport. Know. What sport would it be right after this quick break? Hey, y'all, I'm Blake Shelton. I love that country music connects people all over this great nation, but unfortunately, so does something else, childhood hunger. 15 million children struggle with hunger in America. That's why the Feeding America nationwide network of food banks works to rescue our surplus food to help provide billions of meals to families in need across the country. Join the fight against hunger at feedingamerica.org. Together, we can solve hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Welcome back, everybody, to the BVB Show for our last segment of Episode 4, streaming on The Beat Monday nights at 6 o'clock and on Spotify under The BVB Show. So, Seth, I asked you right before the break, your sport, you're the GOAT, what sport are you picking? So, naturally, I feel like I would go, like, quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Just because, like, the quarterback is the man. You're the guy. But 
This might be a hot take here. Okay, I'm and, all for hot takes. I said Chase Daniels. By the way, let me interrupt you for a second. Okay. I said Chase Daniels is the most overrated player of all time. He got his one snap last <laughs> night in the the Chiefs Chargers game Thursday night baseball. He got his football, snap. But yeah. Sorry, Thursday night football, and he got his one snap. He probably made a million dollars from one snap, and Herbert stayed in the game. Yeah. Anyways, still he's my most overrated, and nobody's voted for him on Spotify. By the way, um, I, I think there's gets, a reason for that. He, you know, people don't see my side of it, but financially, he's overrated. Okay. Anyways, go ahead. Um, so my hot take, hot, hot take. take, like extremely hot. Yeah, like, I would like say like coffee. I really want to say NFL quarterback, but I think that is just too like generic it's, and yeah. not very yeah, interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna go Formula One driver, dude. Formula One drivers, they go 200 miles an hour, <sighs> and they travel the world. Every week, they're in a different country, a different continent. And think about being the only knows. American driver. I think there, I don't even know if there is an American driver. There might be one. But I think there's one. Think about being like one of the only American drivers. And so you're, like, you're representing your country, and you're in Monaco, and you're racing this just absolute unit of a car. And I don't know, man. I think, like I said, it's a hot take. But, and I watched the Formula One uh, documentary. Like the Netflix series, yeah, and so I was just maybe all I need to over watch it. that to get on. on your I mean, I was all over it. It's so cool. Those guys are so cool, but I think that would be really cool. <sighs> is being like, yeah, you're yeah. traveling the world every week. You're in some some crazy place. You gotta. I mean, you. I think it's like qualifying on Friday, and then you do some, or I don't know how it goes, but you race Sundays, and it's just. I don't know. I think it's just so cool. It, it is exhilarating. And there's so much fast. money in it. Like Max Verstappen is like the Red Bull guy. Yeah. And he's the highest paid athlete in, under the age of 25. Are you serious? Yeah. Of all time? Highest paid of all time? Like, like right now. Over any sport? Over any sport. Are over any serious? soccer player. Over See, any baseball that. player. Like over like Juan Soto. Any of those guys. He is the highest paid player under the age of 20. Or highest paid athlete under the age of 25. And he's he drives a race car. Wow. Yeah. I didn't and I that. and I played I the Formula that. One okay, video game sometimes, see, and so I, I think was, I can do it. Yeah, you played what? I played the F one video game, and, you, and so, so I, I'm pretty sure it. that I. So it's like me playing Madden, thinking yeah, like that I, I could can go make a game winning drive with four minutes and get down and score a touchdown. Yeah, like not kick a try to kick a sixty five yard field goal whenever you just pay paid, a lot of money to get paid two hundred fifty six million dollars for Russell Wilson. Danger rush, and you Danger. kick a field goal at 64 yards yeah. instead of going for it. I don't know. Imagine you probably would have gone for it. I would have gone for it at fourth and 50. Anyways, that's my role. That's why, that's you're why bad I'm at bad at Madden. Yeah. Yes. Okay. See, five minutes ago when you said Formula One, however long ago that was, two minutes, I was totally against it. Now you said, I tried to put myself in the driver's seat, no pun intended, and say, all right, if I'm a Formula One guy, do I enjoy it? I think that would be pretty cool too. You're literally racing in the, like, richest cities in the world the richest of the rich are coming to watch you race yeah you're on national television every weekend and you're racing a car that you're going faster than you're on 200 anybody miles an can hour, go right yeah. they go 200 yeah jeez now it's really dangerous but yeah. i mean you got to have a little bit of danger in your yeah life. you do have a little bit of danger in your life yeah. okay mine is if you could be the goat at your sport yeah. what sport would it be I'm taking men's national soccer. Like, you're the national team. And and our men's team hasn't been the greatest. Women's is always there. But you're saying as a team. What, I'm talking I'm talk- I thought okay. it was individual soccer, players. Soccer. Soccer. I'm the best, yeah. but I'm on the Olympic team. So you're an so American I'm, soccer player. I'm an American soccer player, but I also play I also play overseas. I'm not in the MLS, but I'm from America, so I can mm-hmm. play on the Olympic team here. But I'm the best. Like, I'm known as that guy that carried your team to an Olympic Time. Like a Ronaldo, like a guy. gold, like a Ronaldo for your like country. But I, I play against Ronaldo and Messi and all, and then in Europe. But I'm from, you know, I don't know if that's possible. I think it is. I think you can go. Yeah, you can go overseas and then I come no back. I, I think, it, yeah. But I think that'd be super cool to be that guy. It's like, like the forward that scores the goals yeah. for your team. That everybody's watching the Olympics. Everybody watches the Olympics, and it's live championship, World Cup. Whatever you're representing your team in the Olympics to get the gold medal, and you're the guy. You're the goat. You're known as the greatest U.S. men's soccer player of all time. I feel like soccer overseas is a lot bigger. It, it is. is. It, it 100% is. It's is. insane. But 
so I don't know the full extent of that, yeah. but I think that that, w- that would either. be pretty sweet. Yeah. And my, yeah, I wish, I, sometimes I wish I was able to play soccer growing up just so I said I could. Yeah. I did but it, but. You enjoyed football. Yeah, I had a but bit. also at the same time, like my, there's no way my dad was letting me play soccer. Yeah, no, he would have called you a grass fairy. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. That's a better way of putting it. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but that's the best part too is because a lot of people that aren't like you, that aren't like big soccer fans, but when the Olympics are on, it's like, all right, I'll watch. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll support watch my it. country. Yeah. And imagine you're the guy that's right. out there. That would be that, pretty yeah. sweet. Like, you're that guy. That would be pretty so sweet. So, Formula One and Olympic soccer, that's that's the two picks we're taking. Oh, two foreign sports there. Two foreign sports. Wow, I didn't We had to make it, make it interesting. Yeah. Normally, I would go with NFL Yeah, we don't want to make generic. We're not about, we're all about hot takes here on the BVB show. Yeah. All about hot takes. So, I want to pivot a little bit to the last topic. We didn't get to the teaser question. We'll get into it a little bit. And it kind of got some off, you know, off mic hate a little bit about mm-hmm. the question that said, why, if supermodels or models in general, oh, yeah. I don't know the difference between a supermodel and a model, or just whatever, can edit their photos and it enhances their financial game, gain to make them unnatural, in quotations, on the cover of Sports Illustrated or wherever, Vogue, whatever the magazines are. Why can't athletes take supplements that are technically enhancing their financial growth too, making them better at their sport. Mm. It got some hate. I, I could see because it's a big hot take. Like everyone's like, "Oh wow, that doesn't relate." Yeah, well, in a way, I feel like steroids saved base- baseball. Yeah. Like back when, like I don't know, like McGuire, Sosa, all those guys. Yeah. I feel like I don't know. Um, I feel like the only reason they can't, and this is coming from like probably some dumb reason, but like steroids are bad for you in a way but i also I feel like they're into, not anymore i need to look into the side effects i feel like they're n- like not as bad as they were like they like they, i feel they like they've adapted a little yeah bit. like i feel like maybe like i don't know and i don't condone steroid use right. but i feel like it's not as bad as it used to be but like, i feel like that's the of, only answer i have in is terms that, of affecting is your that body it's, is that it is it has a really negative effect on your body yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas I there's always that rumor that like steroids and yeah, it, it doesn't. You know, it makes you better at baseball. But everyone that doesn't do their research is like, oh, what does it do to your internal organs? Yeah, and, and yeah. your actual growth as a human being yeah. when you're past 55 years old. Right. Like, will it really affect you? Right. And I think I don't know. I feel like that's the only legitimate answer I have for that because yeah. honestly, I I don't know. I feel like I feel like. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, steroids kind of saved baseball in a way. Yeah, it, it made him a little I bit can, more exciting. You had Barry Bonds too. hitting seventy homers yeah. in a season, and yeah. McGuire and Sosa doing their home run race. And I'd that say stuff. it saved baseball when McGuire and Sosa were were doing it mm-hmm. because the strike happened. You know, a lot of people. This is this is again my oh, yeah. my opinion here. Some people think that this ruined baseball. Some people, but this is my opinion. I think that in a way, right now they didn't. I don't like it. I don't like how they used them and all that. I don't like it. But looking back, I'd say steroids saved baseball mm-hmm. in the 90s because you had the strike, mm-hmm. right? Players went on strike. Baseball was gone. It was already kind of fan base was going down. The love for America's pastime, in quotations, was going down. And all of a sudden baseball comes back. It's okay, you know, like they're, they're, it's, it's there. And then all of a sudden... You have Roger Maris's home run record, and you have Mark McGuire and Tony Larusa come to St. Louis, and Sam. And all of a sudden, it's it's him in that race in '98, summer long gone summer. It's on documentary and ESPN. It's awesome. You have Mark McGuire and Ken Griffey Jr. battling for the pace. It's like kind of like Aaron Judge earlier in this year was like, oh wow, yeah. he might break it, yeah. but they kept going and going and going, and they got to the point where it was taking over friends. On nine in the nineties, which is like one of the popular shows in Seinfeld, it's like, oh, Mark McGuire's out to bat. Let's tune in, and it would put it in the top corner and like go into the game. And they would. This is all That's from, so from cool. stories. So cool because it was a national thing and it brought national attention. And Bush Stadium, old Bush Stadium, was sold out every night. Yeah. Because of that, and they would come to watch. So and the team wasn't wasn't a playoff team, but they came they came to watch Mark McGuire hit tanks. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, a guy like Sammy Sosa comes in, and Ken Griffey kind of fell off. Out of nowhere, Sammy Sosa came in, but it was the best because it was Cards-Cubs rivalry at its greatest right there. Those two going for the home run record 
and it brought fans watching back to watching baseball. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's it kind of saved the game in a way because everybody was tuned in. Like, you, like somebody watches Friends, and then now all of a sudden they're watching McGuire hit a yeah. ball 450 Like, not even baseball fans are like, oh, on what's a this? Tuesday night. Yeah. 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 Like, that's, that's awesome. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that the only uh, the only way I can say that there's an answer to that question is that maybe it's just because steroids are bad for your body. And yeah. Technically, it's called cheating, but I guess supermodels are cheating in that way too because that's not their right. It's face. not your actual appearance. Yeah, it's not your face. It's not. You just but, bought a new face. Right. You <laughs> you just <laughs> you put you Tom Brady'd your face and yeah. What was that about? I don't know. I don't know if he looks bad. I don't know if it's... He looks bad. If, I don't know if he got a facelift or not. You can't just say he did. He might be going through... Like, he might have just had, like, two hours of sleep in the last four days. He looks bad. Yeah. It's not... It's... I it's think like, you just you know got how it. he, like, deflated the footballs? It looks like he, like, deflated his face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe he did both. You think he deflated the footballs? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'd he, like to think so. I'd, I'd like to think he did, too, because he does anything that it's it takes too good. to He's win. He's too good to do that. He, 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 he'll do anything it takes to win. And that's what's what faulted him. Yeah, like uh, cameras in the locker room, stuff like that. Yeah, the Patriots cheating against the Rams in two thousand, whatever two thousand. I thought filming it was their chance. practice. They oh yeah, they did filmed that too. their practice before the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it was Rams Patriots, and they filmed their practice and got all their plays. Yeah. I, I could be wrong there though. I was only you one year be. old. I'm probably wrong, but I do know that they filmed practice. Do you remember caught. it, one year old? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I I was out of the womb, fresh, and remember yeah. that season. Yeah, um, yeah, but that's just how good my brain is. You know, as a one year old, I could remember things like that, and it's must be nice. It's yeah. That coffee. It's that coffee in the morning. At one, I was taking espresso shots out of the womb. That's why. You know, that's why you're five six. <laughs> <And> he, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, that is the last topic that we have here on the BVB show streamed on. The Beat, and here on Spotify under the BVB Show. Thank you, Seth, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. We ought to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I want to be absolutely. back. Yeah, we'll, we'll put a poll out. How about that? We'll put a poll out and say, who would you want on, Seth or Cole Moore so far? Oh, you know what? We'll, we'll take the that out of that. We'll just say, do we want Seth back on the show? And I'm sure we'll get some. I'm going to have another hot take. Have another hot take yeah. on what? What's on just happening? whatever the topic is. Okay. Oh, how about this? We'll, we'll hot take for next episode. For next week... We are going to talk about the question that's going to intro, and we'll intro it next time for episode five next week. It's going to be, would you rather be the most skilled player ever at your sport? So you're the, you're the most skilled ever. Or would you rather be the luckiest? Oh, yeah. The luckiest player of all time. So you're the luckiest of all time or the most skilled of all time? Okay. And we're going to leave it at that. We won't get into it yet, but we'll question. talk about that next week with ever, whoever's on the podcast. Could be you, could be a new guest, could be an old guest like Cole or just me. We'll see, fans. We'll keep you on your toes out there. I know you're biting, chomping at the bit for episode five. We will see you next week here on the BVB show and on the beat Monday nights at six o'clock. All right. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.